Have you ever stopped and looked at how your words and your actions and what you're thinking and feeling are aligned with what you believe, who you are, and what's important to you? As a leader, that's one of the most important things to do to make sure that you are leading with integrity. And today we're gonna dive into integrity and what it takes to be a leader who leads their nonprofit with integrity. Welcome to the Surviving to Thriving podcast that helps women leaders in nonprofits get out of survival mode and thrive in both leadership and life. I'm your host, leadership development coach, Kathy Archer, and I help women leaders enjoy impactful leadership. Over the last few podcasts, we've been diving deeper into the leadership competencies that help you be a more effective, a better, a happier, more engaging leader. And we've talked to some people who have helped us look at that journey. Today, we're diving deeper into integrity, what it is, what it's all about, and how you can lead with integrity. If you look at the leaders that you admire, that you respect, that you follow, that are having the biggest social impact positively, that are making the biggest differences in the world, my guess is you could look at them and you could say about the majority of them or even all of them, that they lead with integrity, that you respect them, that they're honest, that they're authentic, that they walk their talk, they do what they say they're gonna do, what you see is what you get. When you see those leaders, when you look at those leaders, when you want to emulate those leaders or follow those leaders or get in line with what they're saying or doing, it's because you have a sense that what they're saying is true, honest, clear, and authentic, and that's what it takes to have a high integrity leader. There are several competencies that are extremely important for you to grow and develop in yourself if you want to be an impactful leader. Integrity is one of them. But like I say, over the past few weeks, we've been talking about others, and I want to just build them in here so that you can see how integrity is kind of the the pivotal, pivotal piece to pull this all together. So one of the first things we talked about was achieving results. In episode number 64, we dove deeper into that concept, that trait, that if you want to be an effective leader, you gotta meet your goals, you gotta hit your targets, you've gotta have a vision, a a place that you're taking people to and you're gonna get there. You gotta do the work to get things done. You've gotta meet your accreditation standards, fill out the forms. I was talking to a leader yesterday who was you know, filling out the annual reports for the funder and they're like 24 pages long. You gotta do that. You have to finish those things to achieve things to take your team somewhere. But you also need a strong team to get there. In episode 65, we talked about the need to be a leader who is effective at building relationships. And in episode 66, we talked to Michelle Malloy Dillon, who talked to us about how to coach employees. Her and I had this great conversation, some good questions about how to coach your employees. So you need to achieve the results, but you need a team to take you there. Now, even just taking those two alone and thinking about how integrity fits into those, I think you can start to see already that an honest, authentic, in integrity leader is going to achieve the results that are appropriate, are moral and ethical, are getting there in a way that's appropriate, moral and ethical. They're also being authentic in building that team. They're working through some of those difficult parts of relationships. They're being honest. 
they are being uh, vulnerable, they're being raw, they're, they're holding people accountable, they are sharing parts of them because you need both of those to move your organization forward. In episode 67, we talked about the third trait, which really is about that big picture thinking, that visionary, that strategic, where you've got to see here we are, here's what we want to get to, these are all the moving parts, this is strategically how we're going to get there. And you need time to think and do that. So again, coming back to integrity, where are you going? Does that align with your organization's vision, the mission? Are you having those conversations with your board or your funders or the community about, you know, what is it that we can honestly do? You know, I can think of times when I was leading and we would be asked to take on programs or pick up clients and they didn't fit for us. Now, if I was just money hungry, I would have said, absolutely, we can do that, we can do that. Even this month, I've turned down three job opportunities for my organization because they didn't fit with the work I do. And so again, you've got to come back to what's it about? Why am I doing this work? Why is our organization doing this work? Does it fit? How can I ethically do our work in a way that makes us feel good, um, align with our values. Think about the decisions that we've all been making around COVID lately and how oftentimes that rubs up against our values. And if we're going to be moral ethical leaders and look at, okay, down the road, we want to retain, keep good staff, right? That that relationship piece that we're talking about. So you want to think about how do I retain long-term employees? How do I build on the teams I've got? How do I create the connection in the community with the clients, with the people we serve? Well, by ticking them off, by making COVID policies that they're not very happy about, that's not going to help. But I also have to align with the rules that the government has enforced and my funder has enforced. Now, those are moral and ethical decisions. They're not black and white decisions. And so when you're looking at some of those decisions, strategic decisions to move your organization forward, you got to come back to your ethics and who you are and how you make decisions. Again, this is this, this integrity piece. So then we looked at how do I do that? And that is the self-awareness piece. In episode 69, we talked about self-awareness and how if you want to lead effectively, take your team someplace to achieve those goals, have good relationships with your team, keep that strategic vision in mind, make sure that you're seeing the big picture. You got to do this inner work. You have to be self-reflective. You have to identify what's going on inside of you. You have to work to manage your uh, energy, your your work-life balance. You have to be a personal learner where you're really thinking, perhaps doing some journaling, which by the way, we talked about in last episode, episode 70, I talked to my coach, Vicki McLeod, and we talked about some ways of using journaling as a leader. How can I use journaling to get rid of some of that frustration before I have those conversations so that I can maintain my composure? How can I use journaling to figure out how to have those conversations, what I wanna say, what's the outcome I want, to help you be a more self-aware leader? When you do that, that gives you this piece that allows you to start to lead with integrity. Integrity really is about walking your talk. It's that congruence between what I'm thinking, feeling, and believing, and what I'm saying, and how I'm acting, and, and how I'm behaving. So if I think this person is not the greatest person for the job, but then I hire them, there's an incongruency there. If I've said we have to hire people who have XYZ, uh, but I'll let them slide this time, or it's just because of XYZ, then we start to create a sense of doubt in the rest of the team, or we start to have them wonder, 
why is this person getting special favors and I didn't get that or the other person I thought would have been good for the job didn't get that. And we start to question your honesty and integrity. So if you want to walk your talk, if you want to be consistent with your values, ethics, morals, beliefs, and those of the organization, it would behoove you to do what I said at the very beginning of this, this podcast is sit down, write down, what have I been thinking? How have I been acting? How have I been behaving? What have I been feeling? And is that in alignment with what I want, what I've been saying, how I've been communicating the type of leader I am, the type of uh, uh, the way I run my organization, the impact I want to have? Because if it's not, not only are you feeling icky, but the team is starting to see, ah, uh, something's going on here. I'm not trusting this person because they're saying, uh, if you have an issue, call me but they're not showing up that way. I'll give you an example of one of my staff or one of my clients who did this amazingly the other day. So tough decision, but they had to let somebody go. And you know, when we let, let somebody go, we can't tell the rest of the team what happened. We can't get into it. But everybody knows at least a bit of the story behind why that person got let go. So she called the team together for a meeting and she just said, here it is, guys, this person's been let go. You know I can't share any details. But if you have concerns for your own well-being or your own, you know, job security, let me know. I'm here. Talk to me. So staff kind of knew that this person probably was let go because they weren't doing a good job. They'd all been cleaning up after this person for a while. So they might have had that sense. But here's the thing. The organization has also let a lot of people go over the last two years. So staff are probably going, oh, am I next? Like, am I the one that they're, they're, you know, keeping an eye on next? And so while this leader pulled this team together and said, if you need me, I'm here for you, you know, let me know. Here's what she did after that really locked in the ability for her tr uh, staff to trust her and for that trust to continue to build. She picked up the phone and phoned each one of them individually. Individually, she said to them, seriously, I'm here for you. If you have a question, if you need anything, ask. She gave them the opportunity to then, but also encouraged them to follow up later. So look at outcomes, right? She achieved the results. That staff wasn't performing. We have results we need to perform. We need to let them go. But she managed the relationships that are existing on her team. She had that future vision in mind. She knew the direction they want to go, creating a cohesive culture, creating an engaged team. How do I get there? She did the self-awareness piece around, oh, where would I be if I just noticed my peer got got let go and there's been a lot of people who've been let go and somebody identified an issue recently about my performance. Oh, I would put all the pieces together and I'd be worried about my job security. I don't want this team to be worried about their job security. They, the rest of them are doing fine. They're all great. They're amazing. I love the work they're doing. So what can I do to reassure them, to create that trust, to build that relationship, to demonstrate that I'm here for them? Call them together. But again, that wasn't enough. She then went the extra step. And this is, I'm not saying you have to do this, but this is the mark of the extremely um, in-integrity leader. They are very self-aware, but they also communicate with that on authenticity. They're brave. They're courageous. They take that step to, you know, make sure they're walking their talk. I'm here for you and I am here for you. Here's one other thing about uh, this that I love. I wrote a blog post about this a couple of years ago. I'm going to dig back up. 
When you're having a conversation with someone and you're saying to them, I'm happy with your performance, you're performing well, I have no issues, but you're averting your eyes, that isn't congruent. If you're happy with them, your body posture's open, you're looking at them directly, you are engaging in a conversation with them. When you don't maintain eye contact, there is something going on. Eye contact is one of those things that really indicates that you see the person. When we look into another's eyes, it's often said that you're seeing their soul. And so if you're not willing to see that person as a person, you're giving them directives about what they need to do and how they need to do it. But again, you're you know, typing out an email or you're looking at your phone or you're just averting your eyes. What that says to them is, you're not seeing me as a person. And I want you to see me as a person. I want you to see me as a person on your team that you care about, that you worry about how I'm growing and developing, that you check in and see that I'm more than just an employee number or a warm body, that I'm a person who has an outside life. I want to know that you see me as a person. And if you can't look me in the eye, there's something wrong here. So that's one way to check in about your body posture. Another way is, you know, we, we've learned, I'm guessing you've learned, that your body posture speaks to other people. So if you're telling them, you know, let me know if you need your, my uh, help, I'm here for you, but you're turned and you're not looking at them, what you're actually saying is I'm not here, or you're, or you're saying, yeah, tell me what you think, but you're judging them by your body posture. All of that speaks to them. And so you, if you're going to lead with integrity, you want your body posture, your eye contact, your mannerisms, your tone, all of that to be the same as the words that you're saying and the behavior that you're exhibiting. One thing about integrity is it, it comes back to leadership as well. People often think that how I am at work has to be this way, but I don't, it's not the same as who I am at home. And the truth is, if you're going to lead with authenticity and integrity, then who you are is who you are. If you're an honest person at work, you're an honest person at home. If you've got a sense of humor at home, you've probably got a sense of humor in the grocery store. If you show up authentically, now you're going to temper that humor in different places. If you are an emotional person, you're going to manage those emotions differently at work than you are at home. If you're a creative person, you're probably not gonna come to work and start painting on the table but you might be creative in your thinking or the way you pull a document together or run a staff meeting. If you are that person, you are that person. Someone was saying to me the other day, how do I make decisions at work, this was around COVID, that are against my personal beliefs? And this is a perfect example of how our beliefs and morals and ethics can collide with the way we lead. And here's the catch. What you need to do is be honest and authentic. So now you don't need to be blatantly honest. There's complete um, overuse of honesty at times. But what you can say is this is the decision that we as an organization have made. This is the rules we must follow based on X, Y, Z. And make sure that you're not saying these are my rules. I believe in this. I, that I'm getting behind this because that's not true. Now, what you can say is things that help people identify you as a person and that when you share your vulnerability and you're courageous about sharing information, they see that this isn't easy for you. And so again, this is something you have to be really careful about how much you share. You have to know your team, you'll have to use your social intelligence, read the, the room or the person. But you might say things like, 
This is a decision that's been really hard for me to make and I've had to set my beliefs aside so that we can move the organization forward. That's something you might be able to say. Sometimes people will know that outside of work, you've been saying a different story. And so if you come into work and you try and say, this is the way it is, they're going, you're a hypocrite. You don't do that outside of work. I haven't seen you do this X, Y, Z or whatever you're doing or not doing. So you just have to be honest that when I'm on work time, I'm following work rules. I am doing the thing I need to do to lead this organization in the way I need to lead it. So you're not lying. You're not making up stories. You're not trying to, you know, blend the truth or, or fudge the truth. You're being openly honest without getting into all of your beliefs and, and pulling all of that stuff into the team, which could potentially create more of a problem. All you're doing is saying, here's honestly what I'm up to. It's not easy. Don't like this. Not the funnest thing to do in the world. Wish it would go away. It's here. We have to deal with it. And this is the way I'm personally dealing with it. I will follow the rules. I will enforce the rules that are required according to our funder, uh, the government, whatever you want to say. And this is the way it's going. And that way you can still feel. So remember your thoughts, feelings, body sensations, your beliefs, your ethics, your values are in alignment with how you're speaking. So that's an important piece is that when you disagree, that you don't lie and pretend that you do. One final thing about courageous authenticity and integrity and leading with vulnerability is you always gotta add the word courage there. This is not easy stuff. This is difficult, this is challenging, and this is why you are in the position you are in. You have made decisions, you've demonstrated some degree of uh, effectiveness, communicating ability, social and emotional intelligence, self-awareness, where you've gotten to this point where you are leading a team and you are making these moral and ethical decisions all day. And it requires an incredible amount of self-awareness so that you can lead with integrity but it takes courage. It's not gonna be easy. It's not always a walk in the park. And you're gonna to have to notice what's going on, that friction, that frustration, that angst that you feel. Slow down, go back to that self-reflective place, connect to the bigger picture of where you wanna go, look at the outcomes you're trying to achieve, make sure you're continuing to build those relationships, but come back to you. Who am I? At the end of the day, I'm the one who has to look at myself in the mirror. I'm the one that has to listen to the self-talk as I put my head on the pillow. Have I made the decisions? Have I acted in a way that I feel good about, that I feel aligned with, that I can meet my maker and say, that's the decision I made? That's what you have to do. And if you're not doing that consciously, then you're probably struggling. So full circle back to the beginning of the podcast, take some time to evaluate what your beliefs, morals, ethics are, what hills you're gonna die on, how you've been speaking, what you've been thinking, how you've been behaving, and all of those aligned. Because if they're not aligned, you're not leading with integrity. When they become aligned, you feel good, your employees feel that sense of trust, they believe in you, they're gonna follow you, you create an engaged team, and man oh man, you can all make a difference. That's my dear, how you get a survival mode and move to thriving in both your leadership and your life. Go make the rest of your day awesome, my dear. If you found today's episode helpful, then you are going to love the training library. Many women leaders in nonprofits wish that they had a coach or a mentor to help them, but they don't believe that they or their organization can afford it. Oh, but you can. 
Inside of the Training Library membership site, you will not only get access to affordable and easily accessible ongoing personal and professional development training, you will also have access to a leadership coach at your fingertips. That way, when you hit those inevitable challenges that leadership will bring your way, you'll have both the resources and the support to navigate your way through them with confidence, composure, and while keeping your integrity intact. To find out more, head to kathyarcher.com slash library. If you are enjoying the show, I'd love it if you could leave me a comment or a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Go make the rest of your day awesome.